You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Well, this morning, if you would, uh, go ahead and take your Bibles out and turn to Proverbs 31. Let the moans begin. We're going to look a little bit in this word and uh, let it be an inspiration for us. Uh, but before I begin, I want to read something for you. How many of you made breakfast in bed for your mom this morning? Anybody? Good. We're off to a good start. Um, card? No, but my kids did. Well, you know, it's my mom. So, all right, we're off to a good start. How about a card? Card? Anybody write a card for their mom? Nice. See, this morning I want to talk about, I hope my mom knows, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but I would like to share with you um, personal notes from kids ages six to eight to their moms, and, and see what you think of these. Angie, eight years old, says, dear mom, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a big surprise. P.S. I hope you like pizza and popcorn. Robert, six-year-old, says, I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. It's in the backyard. I hope you like the turtle better than the snake I found you last year. <laughs> Elaine says, Dear Mom, I wish Mother's Day wasn't on Sunday. It would be better if it was on Monday so I wouldn't have to go to school. <laughs> Love, Elaine. Diane, I hope you like the flowers I got for Mother's Day. I picked them myself when Mr. Smith wasn't looking. <laughs> and then Carol, Dear Mom, here are two aspirins. Happy Mother's Day. So... The intent is sound. Like these kids really appreciate their mom. And they want their mom to know that they love them. And I hope above all else today that moms will feel loved and appreciated and cared for and honored today as we look at God's word. Without a doubt, we appreciate our moms. And on Mother's Day, I am very, very aware that Mother's Day can be a really hard day too. Um, yesterday I did a committal service for a mom who just passed away on Monday. And so those memories are, are real. And for some of you, this day is hard, and I pray that you feel God's peace and presence as you celebrate what your mom has invested in you and also the ones that we remember today. So, on Mother's Day, we want to honor our moms. I'm turning to Proverbs 31, probably the, the most famous of verses about moms. It's read at, at several funerals and committals. It's it kind of gets us going. But if you look at Proverbs 31, there's a problem. There's an error. There's something that happens. We look at God's word. We almost always start with verse 10. Verse 10 says, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Remember this? But here's the issue. This is verse 10. What happened before verse 10? You put the answer is verse 9. It, this is going to be really simple, guys. It, all right. So there's nine verses in there that I want to look at first, and I want you to pay attention to the whole thing. And if you look there, we're going to pull those out and see what it has for us this day. It is a tribute from a king. Anybody want to try to say his name? Sounds good to me. Let me know. Sounds right. 
So King Lemuel has a mom that he loves. And the first nine verses are basically this tribute. If you'll let me read them for you. The sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother had taught him. An oracle is like a burden or like a song that she sang over him. I'm going to get that in a minute. Oh, my son. Oh, son of my womb. Oh, son of my vow. Sounds like she's crying. <laughs> Do not spend your strength on <clears throat> women. Your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to get drink of wine, nor for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what the law decrees, and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Give beer to those who are perishing, wine to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty, and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rules of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Those are the first nine verses. Now, how many of you had moms that sang over you? Anybody? See? Good. Well, without a doubt, my wife is a singer in my home. Did you guys ever um, have songs to memorize things with? Anybody? Yeah. The ABC song? Hello? And so as you look at these nine verses, there is like this retelling of this king who remembers what his mom wanted him to learn. And she did it in a, a burden, in a, almost like a song way. When we were little, my wife used to sing over Lauren, Trust Me by Crystal Lewis. And every night I could hear it and I was like, oh. And with Ryan, he made requests. Every night he said, sing, oh, little boy David. Sing, the, the boy David, sweet, do that. And so he'd sing that every night. But every once in a while, for Ryan, it was like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You know, just saying. Did anybody do that? But it's a way of honoring our moms. And so I want to step back for a moment. Did your mom ever teach you something like some disciplines that you, you had to be taught? What did your mom teach you? I'll tell you to do this. Turn to your neighbor and tell one thing that your mom taught you. Ready? Go. One thing your mom taught you. What? All right. Anybody got a good one? What'd your mom teach you? Always have green on your plate. Always have green on your plate. And she still teaches that. And M&Ms don't count. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so look at King Lemuel's mom and what advice she gave. First of all, she said, don't hang out with questionable women. Verse 3. Sounds like good advice. The second thing, don't drink alcoholic beverages. It will cloud his judgment. Verse 4 and 5. And then in verse 8 and 9, he says, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Those are the lessons that his mom taught him. My mom, I was thinking about this. There are a lot of lessons that she taught, a lot of wisdom, but there are things that kind of stand out to me. Like stand up, straight, brush your teeth, comb your, good, you had the same kind of mom. Clean your, see? Those were the lessons that I had. And every day I heard those over and over again, which means I probably didn't do a very good job of them. But mama was teaching me how to take care of myself. And that's what the king is saying about his mother. He's talking about his mama. And then in verse 10, he starts talking about his mom in a different way. It's not just what mom taught, it's how she lived. And as you look at verse 10 on, there's a shift. 
It's what she taught me, but how she lived her life. Lessons are best caught than taught. And so it is so important this morning that we don't read this as criticism if we're a mom. We read this as an encouragement. It's not just what we say, it's how we live our life. And you look here in God's Word, you read the rest of the verses in chapter 31, you notice of what she lived, how she lived. Listen to me. My mom taught me things every day of my life. But what I paid attention to the most was how she lived. It is the things that matched. And I paid attention to those. Nonetheless, my mom had a lot of work ahead, her, with three boys. She still does. Proverbs 31.30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now, I'm going to have to ask permission. But when I think about mom, I, of course, think about my mom. And I, I want to talk about my mom this morning. And, and I want to talk about her in a way of seeing how we can be closer to the Lord, how we can be moms to honor the Lord. Is that okay? Okay. If it's not okay, I'm going to do it anyway. So I'm just going to go with that. There are three things that are true of my mom and three things that I hope are true of you. First thing is, my mama loved God. Second thing is, my mama loved her husband. And the third thing was, my mama loved us kids. And so this morning, I want you to think about your life and think about how you walk in it and how these things match up with you. My mom loved God. How did I know that? My mom loved God because she had a devotion every morning. Every morning she would go in and she would either sit in a chair with her Bible open in her lap or she would kneel by her chair with the Bible in the chair. And if you wanted to get in trouble quick, you would interrupt Mama's devotional time. I mean, if you were dead in a ditch, it didn't matter because Mama's doing devotions. It was that serious. And we all knew it. And if there's something going on, we had to take care of ourselves. And there's a lot of stories about what we did. But anyways... Mom had devotion time. She always had time to listen to God. My mama also practiced the presence of God. After that devotion time, you could just see it on her face. You know what I'm talking about? There was just something about her, and everything that she did reflected that presence of God. Everything she did was focused on Him. If something went down, she said, let's pray about it. If something was wrong, she said, let's pray about it. If something went well, let's praise God for it. God was a part of everything in our lives. She was doing WWJD before it was on a bracelet. If we had a question, she'd say, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? And after a while, I was like, Mom. But we knew that our mother loved God. And it was so important. The Paul's letters to Thessalonica says, pray without ceasing, and that was true. And no matter what we had, God always was the answer. Nothing true of Mom is that she always had the Lord's praise on her lips. Psalms 34.1. Listen, in the carpenter home, there were a couple characters that could sing. You know what I'm talking about. But Mama didn't get that part. Mama never had, you know, that angel voice. But she sang from her heart. And that's all that Jesus cared about. And every day of my life, I could hear my mom singing. And she would go around the house, and if she wasn't singing, she was humming. And if she was humming praise, you know, the Supremes, you know, you know, they're about the same. And there was something about that voice. And still to this day, I love to hear my mom sing in church. I don't care what my dad says. <laughs> sing, mom. 
right? As far as I know, she only sang once her life when she was around three years old, and that was the end of it. But I love to hear my mom sing. Y'all with me? There's something beautiful there. Have you ever read Zephaniah 3.17? It's one of those verses that we kind of might not notice, but there's something beautiful about it. And I'd love for you to memorize this. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with what? Mm. Mama never sang by herself. Isn't that good? Did you know that God sings over you? What do you think he sings? It's interesting to think that mom never sang by herself. I knew that mom never sang along. I, I knew that mom loved God. I hope she knows how much I appreciate that. Second thing is my mom loved her husband. There was no doubt about it. Uh, when Joy and I were raising our own kids, we thought it was important to teach them, you know, theological sound things, you know, uh, make sure they understand God's word and what was going on in life. And so we taught them things like, what does the cow say? <laughs> that was a question. Do you know? I said, Kevin, step up. <laughs> oh, dad, what does the cow say? <laughs> Good. That was pretty awesome. That has never happened in this church before. Right there. Boom. So Joy taught Lauren some absolutely adorably cute, annoying things about what does certain people say. And she taught her to say, what does Papaw say and what does Mamaw say? And so we would ask, Lauren, what does Papaw say? And she would put her eyebrow up and get low. And she goes, amen? <laughs> amen? It was a cute thing. And then we would say, Lauren, what does Memo say? She goes, Bring <laughs> So when we ever go over to the house, we say, hey, Mom, what is Lauren, what does Mom say? Yeah, it was so funny. <sighs> and I grew up in a wild house. I tell you, growing up with three boys, you can only imagine what kind of trouble we got into. But there was one thing I knew for sure is that Mama loved Dad. How do you know your parents love each other? Is it that look across the table that they give each other? You know, that look. Maybe it's they hold hands. Maybe they cuddle on the couch. Maybe they smooch. Don't want to get too disgusting. Maybe they slow dance. How do you know your mom and your dad love each other? You know, I think for me, the, the thing that really reminded me that my mom loved my dad is that she cared more about him than herself. And in those times where there was respect needed, mom always gave it to daddy. I will tell you the hardest thing about being a pastor's kid is when your dad says, hey, God is calling us to move. And my mama moved halfway across the United States of America whenever God said move. She left Texas and you know how I feel about Texas. To eastern North Carolina, back to New Mexico, oh my word, to Charlotte. And every time, Mama just supported Dad. And I knew it hurt. I knew she left friends behind. But she respected my father. She loved my daddy. Proverbs 31, 23 says, Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. That's her objective. Do you have any idea how many sermons my mom heard? I mean, think about it. 
Not only that, whenever he would do her Bible, she'd hear the same sermons again. And every time she would say, Brent, that was so good. That was so good. And inevitably, after a sermon, someone would say, it must be a special treat to be married to that man. And my mom would say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> my mom loved my dad. I hope my mom knows how much I appreciate how much she loved her dad. My mom loved her children. Proverbs 31 tells us about a virtuous woman. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Verse 26. Listen to me. My mom knew how important it was to teach us about God and his love. She definitely wanted us to do well in math and in English and all those subjects, but more importantly, she wanted us to know the Lord. She, she knew it was important for us to be successful, but she knew that success without God was wasted. Uh, Mark 8:36. what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so my mom strived every week to remind us of how much God loved us. Every morning when we got out, we had breakfast, and mom always made breakfast for us. And at breakfast time, she would read us a Bible story. And we would start at Genesis, and she'd read the whole thing. And I remember the day she got to the end of the book. I mean, it was like, at the end of the Bible story book, and I was like, woohoo, we're done. Next morning, Genesis 1 1. I was like, oh. But let me tell you something. I went to seminary, and I will tell you my success is directly proportional to mom's teaching. Do you know that I got to take an Old Testament and New Testament CLEP exam? And I scored high enough where I did not have to take the courses. So mom's instruction saved me $4,000. She doesn't know that. Don't tell her yet. She'll be expecting a check in the mail. Mm -hmm. She had three boys. They were all different and all very crazy in their own way. When she hit a tough spot, she didn't say, I give up. She got on her knees. She prayed. She asked advice. There was a little unknown psychologist of that day. His name was Dr. James Dobson. Anybody familiar with that? Dr. Dobson was an honorary member of our family. If there was a problem, Dobson had an answer for it. And she dug in. She searched for answers. Mom always had wisdom. Even in my adult days, I remember one time that Joy and I got into a fight. Oh, boy, was it a good one. And I was so mad and I wanted someone to tell me that I was right and someone to tell me I had said the right thing and that woman better straighten up. And so I called my mama because I figured if anybody would support me, it'd be my mom. I remember this to the day. I called my mom on the phone and I said, Mom, Joy is wrong. And she said, stop right there. God has blessed you with a beautiful wife and a God who loves you you go talk to that wife, and you hang up that phone. Best advice I ever got. Do you know what I did? I hung up the phone and talked to my wife. Listen to me. There is wisdom from our mothers. Amen? <laughs> there is. Absolutely. Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs 31, 28. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Listen to me. I hope my mom knows how much I appreciate her love for me and my brothers. How many times do you tell your mama thank you? Mother's Day? 
Now the king, we don't know much about this king other than he had a good mom. <laughs> but for years we have read these verses about this tribute to this mother. When you think about your moms, what do they do for you? How have they loved you? How have they cared for you? How do you see a connection with the Lord? You remember the story about the ten lepers? And the nine, there were ten healed, but one came back. And the nine, they definitely were happy, weren't they? They were all healed. But they didn't come back and tell Jesus. And because they didn't say thank you, it was taken as ingratitude. How many times has, have you been the recipient of something your mom has done for you? How many times have you said thank you? Just a reminder. So how much of a big deal is mom's psychological science magazine reports that moms have the strongest influence on young children. Teenagers, I'm not even going to go there. Whether or not their children have strong consciences, whether they instinctively choose right from wrong, whether they are selfish and prone towards cheating, if they share with others and play by the rules of life. That's what moms teach. Hmm. Now, you might have the impression after my sermon today that I think my mom is perfect. I do. But I also know God's word well enough to know that that's not true. Because your Bible and my Bible both have this verse that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. And even on mama's best days, mama had hard days. Y'all with me? We have difficulties. Why? Because we're sinned. And even though we try to raise kids the way that reflects God's love, we also pass on some things that are not so great. Some traits, some prejudices, right? That we wish we didn't. So I guess for me, there's a reminder when mom's not enough, that God is. And above all else, that's what I learned from my mom. Can I ask you a sidebar question? Is it hard for you to watch your parents get old? We don't really talk about that much. <laughs> What happened just there? <laughs> I'm going to step over here. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Anybody? Anybody want to say yes to that? Yes. Oh, it is hard. I mean, six years ago, my daddy was in ICU, and, and my mom didn't think he was going to make it. I mean, that's real. It is hard. And maybe it's hard because we're getting old, too. I mean, 45. That's how old I am. I'm are you kidding me? I mean, 44 was fun because I had a commercial about a guy go, 44, woo, that's me. I'm 44. But 45, oh my word. There's something about getting old. We look in our mirror and go, who's that guy? There is something deeper if you look gorgeous at 45 and 60 and 70. To look gorgeous when you're 16, that's no feat. But to look gorgeous at 70? Now I will tell you that my mom is gorgeous. But I'm telling you this morning that she is as gorgeous today as she is when she was 18. And the reason why is there's something inside that basically puts all the other beauty things to rest. Something deep. There is wisdom and skill, and not skill in a scalpel. Y'all like Charles Colson? I like him. He says this. 
The excesses of youth are checks written against our age, payable with interest 30 years later. <laughs> Suddenly, all the things our moms told us would happen if we ate sugar, tanned, smoked, dated the wrong people, failed to say our prayers at night, come home to us. Our skin seems to be changed from beautiful, smooth canvas to something that resembles a wrinkled dish rag. Smooth curves are replaced by tacky bulges, and health problems show up like uninvited relatives. He just has a way of saying it. My mom is beautiful because the older she gets, the more real she is. You know, we try to put on for people. And I, without a doubt, I'm trying to put off for people to get that stuff off there. But we try real hard to present our best. So when you look at us, you go, oh, that Scott, woo, he's handsome. But as I get older, I can't hide as much. And so what you see is what's real. Well, Mom, what I see is real beauty. Anybody a fan of the Velveteen Rabbit? Oh, it's a beautiful story. Uh, Marjorie Williams wrote this. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off, and your eyes drop out, and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. And maybe the real gift of Mother's Day is the beauty of noticing that even if we age, the older we get, we have the opportunity to be more real. For people to see who we true, truly are. It's a beautiful gift. My mom had a remedy for whatever ailed you. It was joy and thankfulness. She had a sense of gratitude. I can't tell you how many times we were doing chores around the house and we would complain and Mama would say something that we should be thankful for. Raking leaves in the front yard. Be thankful you can stand. Be thankful you can do the work. Be thankful they have a beautiful day. And we're all like, oh. Her favorite song, Count Your Blessings. Named them one by one. And she did that every day of her life. Gratitude is a reset button for whatever else you and she lived that life. She turned thoughts that were negative to thankfulness. We moved from fear into joy. Moms, as you read Proverbs 31, don't hate it. It's a tribute from a son to a mom that he adored. But write your own chapter 31. Write your own so your kids will rise up and call you blessed by the lessons you have taught them. Let gratitude be your reset button. I hope as a parent that my kids are learning to love God, learning to love their spouses and love their kids if God blesses them with that. There are some great people who said things about their mothers. Abraham Lincoln said, all that I owe, I am, excuse me, <laughs> all that I am, I owe to my angel mother. There you go. George Washington said, likewise, all that I am I owe to my mom. General Douglas MacArthur said, my sainted mother taught me devotion to God and love of country which have ever sustained me. To her I yield anew a son's reverent thanks. Whoa. King Lamel says, I rise up and call her blessed. What do you say about your moms? If your mom is here, I'm going to give you just a moment to turn to her 
and tell her something special about her and what you appreciate about her. All right? And then I'll close in prayer. Are you ready? Go. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Was that hard? Next Sunday, you all have to come up and preach a sermon about your mom. No. Hey, why don't we take this opportunity to remind our moms how much we love them? More than just on one day. Why don't we take this opportunity to tell her what we appreciate about her? Okay. Why don't we all stand together and close in prayer? I'll let Lee and Anita take it from there. So Jesus, we just want to say thank you so much for this day, this day to remember our moms. We thank you for the lessons that our mothers imparted on us. And we pray, Lord, that this day would be the start of many after where we praise our parents. Lord, thank you so much for your care and your love. Lord, as we sing, help us remember that you are singing over us as well. In your name, amen. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.